0: Life can be tricky, making us ask, what was that? Join host Jan Murray and her guests as they explore the that's of life. Welcome to life after that.
1: This is Jan Murray, your host for Life After That. This is uh, Janet Olszewski's second episode with us, uh, the previous episode, and I invite you to go listen if you haven't already. Uh, she talked about her life with her husband Chuck, who passed away in 2020 with ALS. Uh, she talked about a little bit about their life prior to his diagnosis with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, and then we got all the way up to the point where he had passed away. And so we're going to pick up right where we left off and let Janet tell us uh, what the immediate effects were for her and her children, and then what she's done since September 9, 2020, to carry on and and maybe let her share with uh, others who are listening who are going through this what they might can do to carry on with their life. Janet, welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So you had started telling us that you had wrote your husband's eulogy uh, and that you've even wrote your own at this point. I did yes. uh, I did a video presentation for my husband's. I designed his entire ceremony. It gave me life to do that. But tell us a little bit about that and then uh, also how your children were. I don't know how old they were when he died, but just how that's been going as well.
0: Um. Well, my children were in their thirties, so they're older, you know, mm-hmm. um, of course they were devastated. He was a great dad. Um, you know, they everybody handles it differently. My son turned to alcoholism. He's doing better now. I had to place him in a, um, uh, uh, addiction, you know, a rehab place. He, he was off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, turned to alcohol and yeah. that's, you know, it happens, but I'm like, great. I have the two worst diseases in my life, <laughs> you know, alcoholism and ALS I'm just having a great life, you know, yeah. I don't do this, but anyway, um, I think I journaled the first thing I did, I bought a, a gorgeous journal for myself and I, I started writing everything down, even when he was ill but i started writing facts down like when we received the you know diagnosis and then then my journal starts the grief but it's so it's so weird you know when you listen throughout your life you hear people say oh he lost his wife or he lost his her her husband and this and that but you really you know you send a card and you, you say to the person, well, how you doing? Oh, you know, you don't know if you should say anything.
1: Right. But
0: I now understand fully what the people are going through. Right. And I never in my wildest dreams. I mean, we always, through our whole married life, we always talked about, um, he would say to me, I know I'm going to die young. I know. I'd say, well, don't say that. How can you say, it? well, I know I am. There's something wrong. I know I am. He always had that feeling because he was always fatigued and everything. And I was like, well, you, 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 probably have low testosterone or whatever. You know, we always came up, but he always told me that he goes, you're going to be a young widow. Wow. But yeah. He always said that to me and I, it just kind of ticked me off. <laughs> but <laughs> I say, well, don't, you know, you're, you're creating your own, you know, end of your story here. But he was, he knew, he knew he was not going to be long, mm-hmm. but I, I am a, I'm lucky in that I'm an extremely independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, I even was when he was alive, he would mm-hmm. always count on me to, you know, I was a homemaker. I worked, I, I did did it all i mean right. i'm one of those dinosaurs that you, you know i i just did it all but took my kids to school worked duh, 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 you know the whole bit and right i think i think i'm just very lucky i didn't need him but i wanted him you know yeah and I'm we the just same need way. each other we were in love and we enjoyed each other so much and I just don't I'm not a needy person. I get Does that. That makes sense, you know. I yeah. I'm not um out to look for another guy. I don't ever want to be married again. Same. I have the best. I don't I can't I don't understand. I think it's fine if people want to date, remarry, whatever. But I know for me, I'm still married in my brain.
1: Yeah. I know I'm not still married, but he's still my husband. And I honestly am just not interested in anybody else. Quite frankly, they'd have to fit in his shoes and they can't. No.
0: Because he was was
1: great and that wouldn't be fair. Absolutely. And I'm I'm okay alone. I I had lived on my own for five years before we ever got married. And I'm you know, I'm not gonna say I don't get lonely, but I don't get lonely in the sense that I need a male partner. Nope. I you know, I'm perfectly good and um Yep. Nobody yep. can nobody can measure up to Bill Murray in my mind and so I'm never going right. to try for that. So
0: <laughs> no, I and I don't I don't condemn people that want it. You nope. go for it, but I will not. I've had people say to me, you know, well, how do you know? You might find Mr. Right. And no, I already found Mr. Wright. Yes, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to live the rest of my life with my grandchildren. I have three grandchildren. And I think they saved, I think they saved my sanity Mm -hmm. just from staying very busy. I still babysit. I do, um, I I do a lot of stuff. I'm going to go to Vegas in April. I did some travel right off the bat. Um, I mean, but I stayed busy and then last winter, with you know still COVID around and all that stuff I did a scrapbooking I scrapbooked all our pictures I I just I I get projects I give myself projects and then I do them and I'm trying to figure out a volunteer something I can really sink my teeth into it hasn't developed yet but it will because I volunteered my whole life you know and I I love kids and Whatever. I I'll figure it out. I have time. I'm retired. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're just in You're you're just only going through this for two years and Correct. I, I had to reinvent myself almost immediately in terms of professional yep. because I had given up my full-time job and that position was already filled. So right. I, be, I became something completely different and did that for, I don't know, over a year, maybe almost two years. And uh, which right. was o- online teaching And then I wound up getting uh, a full-time position as an academic advisor at a university. And I absolutely love it. I went back to school. I finished my master's. I'm now in a doctoral program. These are all, I never expected to be doing any of that, but I'm very happy. And now I'm I'm podcasting, I'm editing other people's books and helping them get published. I mean, I, you know, we have to find, what gives us joy. My grandson is my whole world. I have one three-year-old grandson. Yep. And I have another one will be in, here in January, which will probably be my last grandchild. Yep. That that grandbaby. I didn't even know it was possible to love another human yep. being that much. And oh, uh,
0: yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. The,
1: the grandchild and staying busy. I'm never still. I am never still. And
0: I think that is... Key. Although I do let myself be in grief, yes, you have to let it out. If if you don't, it'll just bottle up, and then you'll be a you'll be a wreck. Yeah, you got to learn
1: to deal with it, but at the same time, you don't want to get stuck there. And I use that term a lot. Don't get stuck. It's okay if you need to spend a day or two crying and staying right. in your bed or whatever, but then the next day, get up and get in your car, go somewhere, go yep. outside. Yep. Yep. Don't allow yourself to get stuck. And well, uh, I have moments, I'm very happy now, but I, I have moments yes. and times where I just still scream. I just want him yep. back, you know? Uh, well, I'll, I
0: just say to myself, what the hell happened? What happened?
1: That's how I, I came mean, up with the name of this podcast. What was that? That we What just went was through? that? What was that? It was yep. horrible. It was a horrible yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the crap? <laughs> yeah. What?
0: The literally, crap. literally, exactly. actually. Exactly. Uh,
1: you know, and uh, it's just like, okay, the cemetery. I have four children and my husband. I have. I'm kind of tired of filling up cemeteries, so there. I have questions yep. for the big guy upstairs. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, I, I have several episodes in my life where I go, well, what, what in the world did I just go through? But ALS yeah. tops, I have to say ALS pretty much tops it, them all.
0: It's a kicker. My son says that, he said that the other night, you know, we were talking about Chuck because it's the holidays. And, yeah. and he says, what, what did we go through? Why, why mm-hmm. did dad get this? What is the deal? And I go, I don't have, there's no answer. Mm-mm.
1: There's just no
0: answer, But, you know, it was so funny. The day he died, the morning he died, I came home and I removed, physically removed everything out of my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Everything went, flew into the garage. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I had the energy to do that. But I took the pads. I took the machines. I took. Everything, Tracy goes. What are you doing? I said, I am getting rid of this hellacious disease out of my house. I didn't care. I threw everything in the garage, and I I put a blanket over it, and I called immediately the next morning. I said, "Come get this crap out of mm. here." Yep. And I I my bedroom is completely rehauled. I had a painter come. I bought, I got rid of my furniture. It is my Zen. That bedroom is now my Zen. That's what that's happened to me. My, that's what happened to me as room. well.
1: Yeah. When he, when he went to the nursing home, all his equipment was withheld. Yep. But the hospital bed was still in my, in my our bedroom and the Hoyer yep. lift was still in our bedroom. I asked him, could you please get it out? They removed it the same day. Yep. Um, And I, immediately transformed it to my my place instead of my yep. little twin bed over the corner that I had to lay in and listen for yep. his machines to beat I got a full-size bed brought in and uh yep. painted painted a cabinet for myself and I did all this I think that same day he left even though it was a hard day and I was exhausted I needed to not be around ALS when I went to bed that night absolutely That's just, and, and uh after he died of course he never lived here so
0: uh right. this
1: was already my sanctuary and I do think that had a lot to do with with how I moved on because I I didn't have this yes. chair staring me at the face and his clothes what few things I have are in a Rubbermaid box that honestly I still can't open it so yep. but everything in here is mine it was never anywhere it was never shared with him so it's my
0: right. place yeah right I turned my bedroom it's beautiful and I kept my favorite outfits on him and I go in there and hug them. You know, Mm -hmm. they're hanging up in my closet, but just a few. Mm -hmm. And I told my kids, Hey, I'm, I got, I had to get rid of his suits. Every time I walked in my closet, I looked at all his clothes and it was depressing me to know. I guess I'm not one of those people that have to wait, you know, two years to go through everything. I did it like within three weeks I mm-hmm. said okay I can't look at those suits anymore it's depressing and someone needs it they're beautiful suits mm-hmm. so I took them all to goodwill and I it, I just I just immediately started transforming the bedroom and it wasn't to wipe him away it was just to make a sanctuary for me was to help you survive and move on Correct,
1: and that's why I did what I did as well and some people some people can't do what you and I did and I get it and I respect that what what worries me is those that are two or three years out and they're still sitting there crying every week and all his stuff is
0: still there that's not healthy no Um, and and you can still you can still honor him like I have our wedding pictures I have some pictures of him laying around in my bedroom and I look at him and I, you know, kiss the frame sometimes and I go in the closet and I hug his coat or, you know, you can still do all that.
1: Yeah, I still have our wedding pictures hanging on my wall and I occasionally yep. I'll go, I'll look at it, go, hey, Bill, I hope you're happy. Know. You know, I, I love you. I miss you. You know, it's that kind of thing. I still have that. Uh, but I don't no, want to be surrounded wonderful. with all of the memories because no. then I will drown in those memories and I'll exactly. forget to move forward. So you're a forward thinker, just like I am. We, we know that we can't stay in that past because we'll right. stop moving forward. And your husband, I'm sure, just like my husband, would never want you to do that. Oh no! Uh, Bill's thing me. was keep on keeping on. The name of my book is keep on keeping on. That was, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward and move on and have a life. And he had a joyful life. And he, I think I put this in one of my podcasts. I said, you know, he loved his God. He loved his children. He loved me. He loved life. He was joyful. And he was a funny guy. He would, he would never want me to just sit here in sadness and grief. It took me a couple of years to kick myself in the tail and make myself get up and move forward. Uh, and it took a health scare basically to do that, but I, you know, but I feel, I feel like I'm straight. honoring him by moving forward and you're honoring Chuck exactly. by doing the same.
0: Yeah. Well, they always say, he always just said, life is for the living. Life mm-hmm. is for the living. You, after I die, you remarry, you do it. I said, I looked at him I go, I'm not going to remarry. You I'm gonna not remarry? Yeah. I said, Ben, I've never done that. I go not to insult you because we had a great marriage. I said, but I'm not repeating this. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, if I need a boyfriend, I'll get a boyfriend, but, uh, I really don't need one.
1: I don't need a man. I don't need a boyfriend. I don't need no. a husband.
0: I, no. uh, I don't want to ever go.
1: I mean, I, we had a great marriage as well. We and too. yeah. I mean, we had ups and downs of course, but we had a really good marriage and, yep.
0: but I still don't want to repeat it. <laughs> but you know, what's funny when you have a relationship, you know, you know how hard it is. Yeah. Marriage is not- a walk in the park
1: no it's hard it's a
0: lot of work I mean you know you always have to think of that other person you always have to be for that other person I don't want to be there for anybody else I don't want to bury another husband
1: I don't want to be a caretaker ever again ever ever
0: -mm. Ever. no I watch out for myself I mean I still have my daughter with me Mm -hmm. and you know we watch out for each other but no I I have no desire I no Uh uh-uh no. same here
1: absolutely well no. somebody said
0: but you may need
1: somebody to take care of you I said you know what uh-uh. I don't want to wind up in a nursing home or anything but if they have to do that okay because absolutely. um I just don't want to take a chance on having to be a caretaker another time I just no. don't I hated it
0: I, it sucked no I sucked at it a lot of days no thank yep. you
1: no thank
0: no you. no yeah. no Nope, I watch out for myself and I have my girlfriends my sister-in-law is a widow mm-hmm. and she's a riot and her and I hang out and I have some divorce friends and yeah I'm I'm good I'm good with it I don't so, ever want to because I told my husband I said well if you remarry I'm gonna come back and haunt you <laughs> <laughs> he laughed he says what well, what are you gonna do? I said, Well, I'll get your new wife. Let me tell you, yeah, said, you're not gonna remarry. So he was laughing. He's well, you can remarry. I said, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I'm talking about you here. You know,
1: but no, I,
0: I never. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Thank you. But that's how I moved on. I just, I, I mean, I moved. They always say, Well, don't say you moved on. You move forward. Yeah. And I, I and that is true. You never yeah. get over. Nope. I, I think about him every second of every day still.
1: So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Still, it hasn't, but it's gotten more tolerable. Mm-hmm.
1: There's only and, certain things that will make me break down and you're probably the same way.
0: I mean, I, exactly.
1: I can be struggling to come in with a whole pile of groceries and might drop. And then that, that may cause me to cry because I suddenly realized yep. I'm so tired of doing everything by myself.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But one, one, I've only had one instance where I cried all the way home and this hit me hard. It was my, I had a, a friend Her and her husband both retired at the same time. And I was invited to the reception. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, make sure this other girl, Patty, um, make sure she saves me a seat at at this reception. And she said, oh, yeah, no problem. I knew everybody that was going to be there. Uh, They were all ex-hockey parents. You know, my son played hockey. And and it was all fun. All people I was looking forward to seeing. Well, I got there. I was alone and everybody was coupled off.
1: Mm-hmm. That's hard.
0: And I sat there, I felt just so alone. And it, it's just like someone punched me in the face. Yeah. And I wanted to get the hell out of there. I just wanted out. And I said to my and this this girl that was sitting next to me, she was chewing my ear off. And, um, I, I just couldn't wait to leave.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the I had eaten and I had one drink and I said, um, I made some stupid, uh, I, I don't know. I said, Oh, Teresa needs me home. I said, I have to leave. I have to give her a ride home and blah, blah, blah. I made up all these lies. And then I told a lady that was at that party months later, I said, Sue, I, I couldn't do it. I've got I went into such a depression after Mm -hmm. that reception. I cried all the way home and I said, I'll never put myself in that position again.
1: Yeah, that, you know, that happened to me at church even because there's everybody's got somebody. And I I started going to a really large church. That's kind of a branch of a mega of the largest church in Alabama, big mega church. And I was actually one of the first members and helped do some of the beginnings of it. Right. And I had hoped to develop some. And I did find I did make friends, but they're all married. And and even during uh, when I was always I was always one of the greeters in the morning and everybody's hunkered together talking. And there I am by myself and I would walk up, but I I didn't fit into their conversation because it was a couple's thing. Right. And I always sat by myself because everybody else is coupled up. That's really hard. Yep. And, and I, I really did remove myself from that. I, I, it was hurting me too much.
0: Well, my girlfriend who is divorced, she says, it's a couple's world, you know, it really and is. I said, yeah, but all these couples one day will be alone. Mm-hmm. You will. And I, I told the girl uh, I was sitting at the reception with, her, I said, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I said, you will lose your husband someday or he'll lose you and
1: right. you will be in
0: my position. Right. I said, this is not a forever thing, right. you know? And she just looked at me like, yeah, you're right. I said, just be grateful. You still have your husband, you know? And I, and I, I mean, would I, I, I often ask myself, if I knew he was going to have ALS, would I have married him? <laughs> I thought,
1: well, I don't know. I would know. have because, you know, you you would have and I would have too. And you know why? Know. Because we we didn't know anything we about ALS. Know. We didn't no. If Somebody said, well, he's going to get ALS in 30 years. We'd be like, okay, we'll deal with it.
0: We wouldn't have had a clue. No. The I monster
1: know. that we were going to face because it is a no. monster.
0: It's and, a monster.
1: And, uh, we would have, because we, and even if I had known, I still would, we would have never thought that it would be as bad as it actually was. Right. Uh, we would have still married the loves of our lives. And,
0: uh, that's the thing I, I said to him, I remember saying to him, couldn't you have gotten cancer? I I did. did Cancer. Yes. we Cancer. Yes, we. I said ALS. Give me cancer. At least you
1: got a chance. At least you got a chance. That's in my book, and I've said it in the podcast. We, Ah. and and people have had cancer. Were you had cancer? I said no, I haven't. But you're getting treatments, and I'm thankful you're getting treatments. But there's literally nothing for ALS. You might buy three to six months, or you think you gained two years. But hey,
0: that's it. That is it. And,
1: And while you're doing that, you're losing abilities. Uh, all over the place you're not just sick or
0: you're, sick. You're, a blob. You're,
1: you're literally losing everything and your mind in most cases is right. staying clear and that you're a blob yeah you
0: are, exactly
1: my a, husband
0: couldn't smoke a cigar he couldn't read a book he couldn't talk he couldn't eat those yep. are all that they, he couldn't golf yep. he couldn't do anything he loved Exactly. Nothing, not Same. one
1: same with mine and uh, watch TV and, and that gets old and, yep. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were the yep. same way too. People usually gasp when I say that I'm like, you don't understand. You haven't been in our world and I can tell you, I'd rather, no. I'd much rather I have cancer. Uh, yep. than als if it's a treatable yep. cancer or one that's at least possibly treated that's still better than als and absolutely. if it's
0: absolutely and if it's
1: a cancer that's going to kill me quickly well there you go oh well yep even yep. so most cancers you get at least a chance to fight it als there's nothing <laughs> there's just
0: nothing there's nothing, nothing. There, there's nothing. And that's, that's like i remember when he came and told the kids he had that in there. And then my son says, well, okay, now what do we do about this? And I looked at him. I went, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. You're going to watch this man deteriorate in front. Of- I didn't say that, but I wanted to say, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're about to witness hell here.
1: And we didn't, even though we knew that, cause I, I thought we, and because the brothers had it, I hadn't been around nope. them enough. I still didn't know what we were facing. I knew it was nope. bad, but yep. I didn't know what we were actually going to face. And, and every day was different and. Yep. Uh, I never want to go through that again in my
0: whole entire life. But I, but I will say that one thing I did learn from that whole ALS thing was, and I and I do apply that to my life now, is don't jump ahead and anticipate the worst, right? Because with ALS, I tend, I was like, oh my god, oh what's next, oh you know, and I, and I'd have to stop myself because I'm a very positive person on (laughs) on a basic level. And I, and I, and I would say to myself, stop it, quit Mm -hmm. saying, okay, now, oh my God, what's this common, you know? And yes, it was traumatic, but then I survived the trilogy. I survived the suction machine. We Mm -hmm. survived the cough assist, you know, you can't, anticipate the doom yeah and and I try to apply that in my life I guess that's the one good thing that came out of it was that I decided wow I I did survive Uh, he didn't but I did right and I, I came out of it a more compassionate person for widows for people that have lived through ALS I would never have dreamed that I would experience something so awful mm-hmm. with my husband. I mean, right. and he lived it. He was the one that died. I didn't, but I watched the hell and I thought, wow, if I can do this, you can do anything. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: how I feel. And that's probably why I do all the things I do now. I'm like, okay, there's yep. nothing, no reason why I can't. I will say that um, there were times we had no, no help. Family was nearby, but I don't think anybody truly knew how horrible and the, the sister that recently died, her husband literally locked eyes with me at the service. And then he told me again, afterwards, he said, he looked at me in front of all those people. He said, now I know how you feel and how you Mm -hmm. felt. And I'm sorry. I understand yep. now. I wish I had helped more uh, because yep. he, uh, they were medical professionals themselves. And after the thing, he told me, he said, I had no idea what you were over there facing really on your wow. own every day. And now I know, and it's horrible. And I really wish, I'm sorry. I wish I'd have done more. I said, it's okay. You didn't know. And yep. now you've, you've you've made it through now. And, uh, so you really don't know, uh, you do find that a lot of people do disappear. They did on me. Um, a lot of people did disappear after Bill died and I pretty much found myself to be on my own. My mom said, you're just going to have, my mom is 86. My mom said, you know, you're just going to have to, um, decide you're going to want a life and you're going to have a life and you're going to have to get up and go get it because nobody's, nobody's going to get it for you. Nobody's going to come seek you out. You've got to do it. And she was right. She is absolutely correct
0: yep i agree i absolutely and you know my friends were wonderful they they really were and family but they didn't you know they offered meals Mm -hmm. they offered but i i'm fussy i like what i like i don't want a bunch (laughs) of people's meals over here you know i mean i had a lot of people you know they prayed with chuck i mean he had some very religious um he says, yep, just keep those prayers coming. But he was a very private person, and he didn't want anybody to help us. And that's he how was, Bill's
1: sister was, that very private. Yes. Now, we were very open, and which is why I kept a public blog. And Right. We, we talked about it, and we did have a lot of people praying around Bill at the end. Yes. And he was, yes. Yeah. We had all that as well. But um, I mean, we he was more friends. private than me. I'm kind of like all... People are like, you're on social media everywhere. Aren't you worried about your prophecy? said, are you no. kidding? Do you not realize that none of us actually have prophecy anymore anymore?
0: That's um, right. We,
1: we really don't. Yeah, and and I said I taught Chinese children for two days. I mean, for two years for Chinese companies yep. who have my social security number, my driver's license, yep. and my educational record. I'm yep. literally have no privacy whatsoever. So no, Correct. I don't worry. I don't worry about it. So I use my voice and my tools to try to help people, and this is part of it. This podcast. So.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, I I agree, and you know, if you can help people get through or any advice, you know, I mean, but, you know, you're gonna live. That's what life's all about. You know, you're on this earth, you're placed on earth, and you've got to just roll with punches. I mean, our birth of our daughter was our first, you know, devastation. Mm-hmm. But she t- ended up being a marvelous person. And she's very high functioning. And she works. And she, she's a great, she's a great person, and, mm-hmm. You know, and now I've lived through alcoholism with my son and okay, I've learned a lot about that. Oh wow. But I mean he's gotta live his life. You know, everybody you everybody has to do what they have to do. Yes, but you can only do what you criticize. Right. Right, exactly. And I nope, I never want to be a caregiver again. I don't I don't find joy in it at all. Nope, me either. I, I hated every second of it. You're the and first person willing, it.
1: that I've met yet that was really willing to admit that because
0: mm-hmm. no.
1: uh, I think you don't hear people and, I, you know, I haven't had anybody to really talk to him. I mean, obviously we're telling the world now, but I don't right. care. I don't really care. It's my life. My no. life is good. And, uh, right. Unless you walked in my shoes, please don't criticize. Right. Um, and there may be some who are, maybe it is a privilege to have taken care of the love of my life. but I gotta tell you, right? um, and a portion of it was, but, uh, that's some hard stuff to do twenty four seven for years, yes. and uh yeah. I had three and a half years of it pretty much by myself before he yep. moved on to the nursing home, and uh it was yep. hell, and it was hard, yep. and it nearly killed me too. And I still had yep. a fourteen year old daughter at home, and I didn't need to die too. No, so yeah, no.
0: and that's. I mean, I I just I would say. I would say to people, they go, well, how are you doing? I go, this sucks. This, mm-hmm. this is awful. Yep. And I, and then I really, I'd look at their faces like, Oh, they don't want to hear this. Mm-hmm. And they say, Oh, but you're just, you're wonderful. You did so perfect. You're wonderful. I go, no, there were times I wasn't, you know, I mean, there were, I, I'd, I'd yell at him. Like one time he got mad at me cause I didn't put a sock on. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, geez, I said, Are you kidding me? You know, and I'd yell at him, but then we both start laughing. Well, I did
1: too. And we would laugh and then he'd choke and then I would get pissed because he choked, but then it wasn't his fault. Then we'd laugh again. Then then he might take a crap all over me. Literally. I mean, it was just, it was a a comedy of errors. Uh, Yes. And we found if we don't laugh, we're literally going to cry all the time. So we just laughed at everything because that's all you can do.
0: That's all you can do. All you can do. I mean. Well, and we're the type of people we would go to funerals and we, you know, we were very sarcastic. Oh, my <laughs> god, sarcasm was our middle name. I miss his sarcasm. I miss his. Sm- he was so smart. Yeah. And I miss talking to him and say, hey, Chuck, what do you think about this? Or, you know, a tax question. Or I, I said, that's what I miss the most is the camaraderie we had. Yeah. And it was just it was lovely. And i that's
1: what I miss. I miss that too. We were always together. If we weren't at work, we were always together. And I miss hugs Uh, my last, my last real honest to God, I call them vertical hugs where he was in a position was years before he died. So I miss hugs. I I miss hearing his voice. I miss his, his, his his, his zeal for life. I I miss it.
0: Yeah.
1: But I try to honor him by doing what I'm doing now.
0: Well, absolutely. And I'll, I'll never forget a, a, the neurologist told him the one that gave him the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. He says, you, you want to know something? He he really liked Chuck instantly. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I really want to take you for a steak dinner right now. You know, he wanted to, <laughs> he knew Chuck was devastated. He says, you want to go for, you know, and Chuck goes, no, I, I better get home to my wife. But He said to Chuck, he said, as he was a neurologist for I don't like 40 years. Oh, wow. And he said, in my 40 years, I've never, he said, all ALS patients Mm -hmm. are wonderful people. Yeah. He says, I think that's a precursor to having ALS is you're a wonderful
1: person. And being healthy beforehand.
0: Yeah. He said, I, you're one of many that I've, uh, I don't know. There's something. Um, Hudsonville, Michigan is a hotbed for ALS. So. It is down here too. I, before I, is moved that? I
1: yeah, before I moved to where I am now, which is about 35 miles from a little tiny town where I was living when he was in the nursing home. I lived in a little tiny apartment, worked for the newspaper in a neighboring town, but okay. in that little tiny place, that probably didn't even have a thousand people. There was four cases of ALS uh yeah in the city near here a small very small city is in very southeast corner of alabama uh in our support group there was a nurse uh anesthetist from a single hospital another one from that hospital nurse anesthetist both with als and then one of those nurse anesthetist neighbor on his road out in the country on farmland neighbor had als we're talking about wow. an area under 50,000 people here in the metropolitan yep. area. And yep. so that was, so you got two nurse anesthetists in one hospital and one that died not long before these guys got it, yep. then then one of their neighbors. And then in my little teeny tiny town, we had a lady with bulbar onset, yep. a, t- a teacher with bulbar onset, another man, and then the one that's still living on a track right now. But wow. all all. All in this little tiny area, and I'm like, You want to tell me this is rare?
0: Uh, no, I don't think it's, it's a not rare, rare disease,
1: I don't think it's a rare disease at all. No. And the no. patients are getting younger, younger, and younger, yes. and younger. And yes. uh, you know, I feel I see well, in our, we had
0: uh, one on our street, um, but he had moved from another section of town, but he was on our street. Mm-hmm. Uh we had a lady up this like I don't know a couple miles away. Mm-hmm. We had a guy in our old neighborhood which is about 5 miles from here. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I went to I went to some charity event for ALS and um the the restaurant owner he says, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know Chuck died of ALS." And I said, "Yeah, he said, you know, Hudsonville is a hotbed for it. And I said, really? I'm so glad I live here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. But mm. I, I do worry. I sometimes think, oh, God, you know, what if I get it? Oh, I, I don't know. But I know. I worry. I, it crosses my mind.
1: Believe me. I know. If I ever get the little jiggly muscle thing in the eye or anywhere, the fasciculation, yep. I start thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, because you start yep. thinking every little thing is ALS. The yep, fact is yep. that statistically we're not going to get it, but you know, we, we, we lived through the hell of it. And the last thing we want to do is to get it.
0: I know there is one guy on the Cal's group that he, it, he and his wife were in the military and she had it. She died of it. And now he has it. I read
1: that actually. Did you?
0: I mean, that oh. is like unreal. My
1: husband always believed it was something of, environmental at the military base and also because all those vaccines they were given in the military and some things they were given they didn't even know where they were getting and i I
0: got all those because my dad was in the military okay and i got every vaccination known to mankind because we were in thailand and my dad was a lieutenant colonel so i had my whole life was army and i lived in an army base and everything
1: well, during the first Gulf War, or was it the second one? I think it's the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a distinct time as he could, when it seemed like his health took a turn, and that was after an anthrax vaccination. Yeah, he, he came home from. Uh, he had transferred to the Mississippi Air National Guard because his unit had re- had like retired out or whatever had closed right for a little while, and um, he when he got home. But that was several hours away. He'd be gone the whole weekend for that. When he got home, he was sick. He had to get in the tub. He was just, and it just seems like maybe his health never truly came back from that. Yep. And he, he was always convinced that that had something to do with it. Of course, years later, but, but, um, I, you know, who knows? I mean, I really, my
0: kn- dad was in Vietnam and he was covered with an agent orange. I was
1: going to say agent orange there.
0: And he was covered with it. And yet he lived to be 79 and he died of heart disease.
1: So it's just, you just never know. I mean, But I
0: think it's the perfect storm. Chuck had uh, arthritis and mm-hmm. ALS is part of the nasty family of Mm -hmm. ms uh alzheimer's all that its nasty family to belong to right and he had all of the he had the perfect storm
1: yeah and
0: i think the body i i really believe that that you know not everybody's going to get als although more and more you're hearing of
1: yeah
0: they gotta come up with something because i just just two weeks ago someone called me my he was the best man in our wedding and he says well, Joanne, her brother, his wife's brother, just got diagnosed. He says, could they call you? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. I said, after Christmas, they're they're in shock. He was just given the diagnosis and all that. But, you know, here's a guy. He ate organic his whole mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Never was in the military, nothing. And he gets it. And they live in Virginia. Now, why? Why? I don't know.
1: I and, I, and I don't,
0: organic his whole life
1: i honestly don't think we're ever going to have the answers no. i really don't i think there's too many variations of it too yeah. many too many things and like you know uh the, the guest i had on the previous an episode two times back from this one um yeah. we talked about the perfect storm but we also yeah. talked about frontal temporal lobe dementia because in yeah. those in those support groups more and more especially the younger ones yeah I'm are you not seeing that that a lot of these guys and maybe girls too that have it are being horribly abusive toward their caregivers and rude and mean and I thought god bless them I can't even imagine and I thought it has to be FTD because if they were a decent person before it has to be the disease causing that and I hate it breaks my heart. It it I just know. breaks my heart. And but they I seem know. to be the younger ones that are going through that.
0: Yeah, young, exactly. younger. Exactly. Do you see that? Observe exactly. that as yes. well. Yes. Well, I just, sister she has Alzheimer's now, and she's only seventy four. Wow. And his oldest sister has it, and the middle sister is okay. She's fine and stuff, but she's got arthritis and stuff, but. I do feel it's the perfect storm. There's so many. There are variables, and why NFL players are getting it, and why military military is kind of obvious to me because of chemicals. Oh, I believe it,
1: and that you know, NFL can be head injury, but can also be exposure to all those fertilizers. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think it's going to be a lot of different things causing it, but you know. I don't know. I think it, and a lot of time, it's changed a lot since Bill was diagnosed. Uh, you yep. know, in the beginning, the doctor was like, well, it's painless. It doesn't affect the eyes. It doesn't affect the digestive tract. It doesn't affect their ability to go to the bathroom. Bullshit. Excuse my language. Oh,
0: crap. It affects all of that.
1: All of that, and it's not painless because they just be laying, I said this in a previous episode, they can be laying in the bed and a little tiny wrinkle in the sheet feels like they have a, a match burning into them and they can't yep. adjust themselves. Don't tell me it's painless. And when you can't move right. your joints, your joints start hurting, you have yep. muscle cramps that are painful, Lord now, have mercy.
0: I asked Chuck all the time. I said, are you in any pain? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. He, for some reason, he did, he had the cramping pain. I
1: was going to say the cramps though. And he yes. had num- he had numbness. Yes. So I have to wonder if that prior, helped him.
0: Correct. Prior to that, he had cramp, terrible cramps. Mm-hmm. And that was, that went on for years prior to. Mm-hmm. So that, yes. But I would literally ask him during the disease, I'd say, you know, are you in any pain? He says, nope. Yeah, well, Bill well, would say I no was pain
1: lucky. except for specific things, and it was right. usually the cramping or he w- had been in a position because Bill couldn't get up and walk right. like your Chuck. Right, so I th- right. I think if you're st- and Bill carried his weight the whole time, he was still two hundred and ten pounds. So yeah. I mean, he got fed really well and a lo- a lot of lollipops. So, <laughs> right, right, but, right. But, so when you sit for too long or you've been laying in that bed too long yep. or yep. you're going to you start having pain. And I would say that's where his pain was. Yep. But, you know, the cramping, the, the way the eyes were affected, the digestive oh. system is most definitely affected. Yes. And yes. their ability to go to the bathroom is affected. I mean, yep. it's just, it's a misnomer. And yes. I hope that all those doctors that said all that back then have
0: since learned that. I remember him telling me, I remember we were researching this whole thing when he was in early stages, and he goes, Well, the the good thing is I won't ever poop my pants and stuff. And I'm thinking, Yeah, right. Yeah. And then he goes, And you don't lose your ability to pee. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like I said, his went head down. So, bulbar is totally different. Bulbar is
1: completely different. You're right. I'm my husband started different. his left hand and it got his limbs. Yep. Well, Janet, is there one last thing you want to tell anybody who's listening, either who's going through this or has gone through it or is knows someone, what would you tell them advice wise to, to carry on and to be helpful to those that they know that may be going through it?
0: Um, I would just say, uh, to, like I said, and I carry this now to try not to jump ahead in your brain take it be mindful of every second don't anticipate what's gonna happen just live in the moment I, I wish I would have done maybe more than more of that mm-hmm. you know but the problem with ALS is you're you're so busy preparing everything. You're preparing the feeding tube. You're, pre- you know, everything has got to be prepared mm-hmm. and anticipated. But in my brain, I was like, "Oh, you know what? What if this happens? Oh my gosh, you know, I can't do that." Or and you start, you become your own worst enemy, I guess. Right, is what right. And if you can just calm down and take it a step at a time. if I had to do it over, I would even, I I was so organized. It was ridiculous. (laughs) But on the other hand, I, I missed, like I, I shouldn't have been so consumed with that. Mm -hmm. I was consumed with that rather. I wish I would have enjoyed him a little more. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was so busy doing everything that I, I wish I, sometimes I'd go in the room with him and lay down with him and stuff, but I didn't do enough of that. And Mm -hmm. I think I wish I would have looking back on it, but I did the best I could. I mean, I I don't, I I don't, you know, and, and I think that's my advice too, is don't beat yourself up. Just do the best you can, because no one's perfect and no one's expecting you to be perfect. And, you know, you're just, you're only human. You're, you're just a, you're just a person walking this earth, trying to be the best, you know, for your husband or wife. And, and that's really all you can do. Yeah. You know,
1: just keep so dragging down and try, yeah. your best, try your best to move yeah. forward when it's all over. Yeah. Yep.
0: I guess that's my best advice. You know, I, I mean, I survived it and he didn't, but I did. And I'm here to talk about that awful disease, but I, you know, I mean, yeah. That it changed me, but a lot, if any good can come out of it, it, it changed me to be a more compassionate person. And I always thought I was compassionate anyway, but I'm even more, you know,
1: I'm the same. I'm very different. I'm a very different person. I'm a better person than I was before. You
0: can't live through this disease and not come through something different, you know, something, it it changes you as a person. It changed every part it of the It changed my whole family. It changed our whole dynamic.
1: Yes, it does. And when the
0: person is gone, it, it's not, nothing's ever the same. That is true. Nothing's ever the holidays, nothing's ever the same. Yeah, Never. that's one thing.
1: My holidays are nothing, literally nothing. I, it, it's no. so hard. I mean, I'll go to my it daughter's is. with my grandson, but my house is not even I'm decorated. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just, right. I honestly, I'm busy. I'm like, nobody really comes here. I go there. So why wear myself out to do that? Right. So, but we used to have big celebrations on both sides of the family. So yeah, Yeah. everything has changed, but you know, it is what it is and I've accepted it and you've accepted your thing. And, and then we're, my best thing is everybody just needs to just keep on what my husband said, keep on keeping on. I think I say that in every episode, just keep on keeping on yeah uh, keep moving forward you're still on the earth and you yep. know honor yep. your you loved one to by.
0: live and yeah. you should enjoy life there's a lot of beauty around you and yes. you know I, I'm like I said I'm a positive person and I try not to be a you know I, I, I cry I still have a lot of grief and <laughs> I never knew it would be this I mean, I always knew it'd be difficult, but never this difficult Right. without them. But would I want them back the way they were? Oh, no. Oh, no, no
1: absolutely not. Nope, nope.
0: Absolutely and I not. just think about it and I think, nope, he's in a better place. And I am religious. I mean, if people choose not to be, that's fine too. I respect that too,
1: but I know I'll see my husband and all my babies one day. Me too. Me too. I will.
0: I really truly believe that. I'm not afraid of death anymore. And yeah, it's, I'm not either. It's no, no. And it's pretty cool, you know, but those are my final words, I guess, you know, that's just all I, all I can tell people is just, um, you know, hang in there and live for the moment, I guess. I agree. Well, Janet, you know. thank you
1: thank you so much for You're coming and, and sharing uh your life story with ALS both in the previous yep. episode and your how you've continued in this second episode. Uh yep. I appreciate it and I'm sure that our listeners appreciate it and uh, I wish you all the best in the future. And yep, uh and I invite you all who are listening to come back in 2 weeks. We will have another family story and um If you want to reach out or you need help uh, in your recovery process or if you're still in the process, you know, check out the closed private Facebook groups. These are closed and private. There's one for caregivers and there's also one called Cows Widows, C-A-L-S. Uh, if you've already lost your loved one, these close these groups are closed. They're private. Nobody sees other than other people that are in your shoes or have been in your shoes. And you can find great support in those groups. You can also, uh, I don't mind you reaching out to me. It's Podcast at gmail.com. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a great many of us uh, widows, widowers, partners, friends, that are more than happy to talk to you and give you a shoulder and, and help you if we can. So with that, mm-hmm. I'm going to say goodbye and I'll see you again in two weeks with another guest.